And the church said? Amen. 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 Man, it's great to see you today. Always great to have visitors with us today. Some people drove all the way down from Indiana because they said they were going to hear a good preacher today. Uh, and, and Dean said he's leaving in just a minute, so. But God is good, amen? How are you doing with your waiting in life? On this journey that we're on with God and with each other, how are you doing in the waiting department? Waiting is something that we all have to deal with. They say a, an average day a person waits at least one hour on something, a total of an hour. We just wait. We seemingly wait for all kinds of things. Ed Watts was visiting a local department store, of course, with his wife. She was there to shop, and he was there to pay, as men do. They had just purchased a large piece of luggage and a large ice chest. He was lugging it all over to the department store, and finally he found a place, while she finished her shopping, she, he found a place that he could sit down. There's with his luggage bag, and there with his ice chest. And a clerk came up and said, can I help you with something? He said, oh, no. He said, I'm just taking a break. He said, my wife's still, I'm waiting for her to finish shopping. With that said, there was a man that was close by, and he heard what he said, and he simply said, well, I'm waiting on my wife, too, to finish her shopping. But I never thought for once to bring my lunch in an overnight bag. <laughs> waiting. How do you do with Waiting. Dr. Brooks, a minister, was asked one time, <clears throat> what's the trouble, Dr. Brooks? You look worried. What's the trouble? What's my trouble, he said? Well, my trouble is that I'm in a hurry and God isn't. How true that is. We get in a hurry, don't we? We get in a hurry to even get through life to get through another day. We can't wait till that day gets here. And when that day gets here, we're so busy worrying about the next day or the next event that we can't really enjoy this one. Whatever time of the season it is, you can't find stuff for that season. It's the, that's the next season. Isn't that the way it goes? Sure it is. Because we're not in the, this moment of waiting. It struggles us. It, it tears within us. So how do you feel about waiting? When God says, here's the scripture to cover all this up. Now I could give you 50 of these, easy, but just let's look at six real quick as we go down through here. Psalms 37, it says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Proverbs 8 says, blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Psalms 20 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Hosea 12 says, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. Psalms 33 says, we wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. And then when it acts, that really accents the, the, the thought of wait is Psalms 39, but now Lord, what do I look for? What do I look for? My hope is in you. How do you feel about waiting? How good are you at waiting? If you were to ask other people around you closest to you, what would they say you deal and how you deal with waiting? Anybody really good with waiting? <laughs> Let's give him a round of applause. Hey, hey, hey! 
waiting. It's a waiting game, isn't it? We're in that. Lewis Smead said it this way, and I like the way he put it. He says, waiting is our destiny. And it really is. As creatures that cannot be out by themselves, he writes, bring about what we hope for. We wait in the darkness for the flame that we cannot light. We wait in fear for happy ending we cannot write. We wait for a not yet that feels like a not ever in our lives. Some people are there, no doubt. If you skim through the Bible itself, you see waiting over and over and over again. Every, chat, or every book of the Bible, there's a waiting period that has to take place. You start in the beginning with Adam, and he had to wait for God to create him a beautiful bride. Noah, when you think about Noah, he had to wait 120 years for the first raindrop ever to come from the sky. Waiting. Abraham and Sarah had to wait 100 years almost before they had their first child. Joseph. Joseph had to wait in the pit, in slavery, and in prison before he was able to see his father again. Waiting. Jonah. Jonah had to wait three days in the belly of a whale or this great fish before God spit him up on shore. The Israelites, the Israelites had to wait 400 years before they were let out of captivity. The Israelite army, they had to wait 40 days before a young teenager that was strong enough and courageous enough to take down the giant, Goliath. If you move to the New Testament, you see the woman at the, uh, that with the bleeding issue. She has this bleeding issue. She sells everything she has. She has nothing left. And for 12 years, she waited for her healing. And yet to top that, there's a man that's paralyzed for some 38 years before God restores the strength in his legs so he can stand up right once again. A three-day waiting period for Jesus to come out of the grave. The disciples were called to wait in Jerusalem before the power of the Holy Spirit descended upon them. Wait. Wait. And we wait, according to Revelations, we wait as Christians for His return. And He said, by the way, I will return soon. 2,000 years we've been waiting on His return. We wait. We wait to go to kindergarten. I can't wait, they say, to go to kindergarten. I can't wait to be 13. I can't wait to be 16. Can't wait to graduate. And those of you that have graduated this year, congratulations. Some of you are still waiting for that. Marriage. We wait for marriage. We wait. I just can't wait to get married. That's how I felt in high school. Don and I were high school sweethearts, as you know, and I decided in my senior year that I was going to ask Donna to, to, to marry me. And so she had to wait till I asked her. <laughs> That's true. She had to wait, and as she waited, I, I, I planned it out. Do you see where we we're going? I'm going to take her out for a nice steak dinner and show her the ring, you know, under good light. Not at an outback steakhouse, but a western sizzling. <laughs> That's pretty good for a guy who was making $1.50 an hour bailing hay. It's pretty good, but she had to wait. So we get to the restaurant. She doesn't know if we get to the restaurant. And the problem was the tables were all too close. I wasn't proposing to this guy a foot away from me. I was proposing to this one. So she had to wait a little longer. 
So we waited until we got home and nobody was in the living room and I asked her real quick, will you marry me? You know how long I had to wait? Like that. Ta-da! Wait. It's in us. To wait to have children, we have to wait. We wait for the right job to come along. We're in a job, but it's not the right job. We get that job, but it's not the right job. We have to wait for the right job. Anybody waiting for the right job? Anybody waiting for vacation? Waiting for school to be out? Waiting for the preacher to stop talking? Wait a minute, how did that get in there? Who put, Donna, did you write that in there? We, rate, we wait to be healed, we wait for retirement, and we even wait for a thing called death. We wait. Waiting is the hardest work for our hope. For our hope is in something greater than a place where we no longer have to wait, that we will never wait for anything else. But it's hard before we get there. The Bible over and over again says, wait, be still before the Lord and with patience, wait. Why does God make us wait is the question. We, we, we as, as adults, we're even like the little kids. The little kids, are, they're the ones that can't wait for anything. They just want, they want, they want. But yet we find ourselves there. So why does God make us wait? I'm not sure of all the reasons why. But sometimes I think it's because if we get what we thought we wanted, we would end up wishing we never had it. Can I get an amen? amen. You have to be careful, Garth Brooks says, what you pray for. Or, how do you like me now? Then Patterson said it this way. He said, what God does, and this is, this, is, this is huge. It's in my good stuff file. And this is so true. Get this one down. Write this one down. Write it somewhere. Memorize it or something. But here it is. What God does in us while we wait is just as important as what we are waiting for. How do I know that? Because God is always at work within us. So he tells us over and over again. You see, while we wait, God is still at work. He isn't up there trying to figure out something for us to do. Well, Jesus, what do you think today? Hey, I'm not sure. What do you think, Holy Spirit? Do you think Harley should do this or that? No, it's already planned out. God already has the plan. We wait for it to unfold. In our lives, I think sometimes we miss what we are supposed to get in our weight. We try to hurry our weight. Waiting is part of the process of becoming what God wants us to be. It has to be, or He wouldn't cause us to wait. We want instant. We say, I can't wait, but yet we have no choice but to wait. How do I know that? Let me, let me prove my point. When is the last time, strange question, but when is the last time you prayed for your eardrum? I can tell you precisely when it was. When in the middle of the night, thum, 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 aching. What did you want more than anything else? You wanted relief. Did you want it in the morning? Did you want it in three days from now? God, it would be a good thing. Take us away from me in three days from now. No, you wanted it now. You got the heating pad. You got the Tylenol or whatever. And you, but you still 
had to wait. Here's the key. Did you notice when it stopped hurting? And what did you do when it stopped? When it stopped, did you say, praise God or thank you, Tylenol? Wait. Waiting. Waiting on the Lord is a continual daily thing that God calls us to do, no doubt. God, I will trust you no matter what. The circumstance that I'm in, I don't understand it right now, and I may never get what I think I ought to get, but I'm trusting you, I'm sold out to you, there is no plan B, you're it. That's total trust, even in my waiting period. On our journey together, we say, we may want to get there. That's what we say when we go on vacation or trips, don't we? Are we there yet? But we say that. Are we there yet? Because where is there? It may be Grandma's house or maybe Disney World, but in between there's other places. Are we there yet? Are we to the restroom yet? Are we at the gas station yet? Are we at the restaurant yet? Are we there? That's what we want. We're wait. You have to wait to get there in that waiting process. And so on our journey, we want to get there, wherever there might be. But in the midst of us, the truth is we have to wait until the Lord says, here it is. When I came here 26 years ago, I wanted, I prayed, we prayed about a place to come where it was a spirit-filled church, a, a church that was loving, a church that was open, a church that just would absorb what I had to offer, which was about this much. But in that process, we had to wait. We had to wait. In fact, it, you folks took so long in hiring me, Don and I quit praying about that, and we were praying for what God would show us next. But God was trying to teach us something in the midst of the wait. And I got that call on that Monday night football game, and Carol Rogers called me and said, Hello, this is Carol Rogers. And I said, uh, Yes. And he said, oh, I'm from Western Hills. And I said, Yes. And he said, uh, well, um, we'd like to have you come back and uh, do another little tryout, if you will. And, and I said, uh, well, to tell you the truth, Carol, uh, my wife Donna and I have stopped praying about that. Nobody has contacted us. What do you mean, he said, nobody's contacted you? They were supposed to contact you the second week. You mean Larry Hurst didn't call you? <laughs> Aha, Larry, gotcha. I said, no, sir, he didn't. Well, 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 he said. The rest is history, but there was a waiting period for you folks to get somebody like me, but it was worth it, right? Okay, let's move on. <clears throat> In our journey together, we are called to wait, but that does not give us permission to do nothing in the process. Because faith in my waiting without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So while I wait, I have faith. But I continue to work, continue to do what I'm doing, continue to do something in the kingdom. Waiting on the Lord requires patience, patient trust within us. Will I trust that God has good reasons for to say, wait? Let's put it like this, answer these two questions. Number one would be, if you pray for something and God gives it to you instantly, Anybody ever pray for something and God gives it to you almost, almost instantly and it's just revealed right away? Anybody besides me? So if God, if you pray for something and it comes to pass quickly, what you would say, is God right in doing that? 
Give me an answer. Sure he is. Why? Because he's God. Then if that's the case, then if God says, wait, is he not right? Of course he is. We like the first one. The second one is the one we deal with because we're humans. He has a reason to cause us to wait. He has a reason for all those things that we question. I don't know what they are, but he's saying, will you trust me anyway? Please understand that God looks at things from the eternal side. We cannot. We look at everything from within time. All those that I explained to you starting at kindergarten and all the way up through retirement, all that is about time. It's connected to time. It's like right now, it's uh, you know, 20 after or so, after 11, and, and, and in, in just about 15 minutes, we'll be starting to leave this place. In about 30 minutes, some of you will be sitting down at a restaurant. In about 45, 50 minutes from now, somebody might be getting their meal, and somebody will be, it's all about time. We have to wait. But in eternity, there's no waiting. And that's how God sees things. He doesn't see with time. Remember, remember, Christ stepped out of eternity into time to show us how to get to eternity with Him forever. That's how God works. That's how much He loved us, how much He loves you. If you don't know Him, please, please quit waiting to accept Him as your Lord. 2 Peter chapter 3, let's read a couple more here. 2 Peter chapter 3, but do not, I love this, but do not ignore this one fact. That's not saying ignore all the other facts. It's as though the teacher is saying to you in a class, students, you kick young people out there, if you're in a class and the teacher says, pay attention, this might be on the test. Well, that's kind of what he's saying here, but he's saying it because everybody's asking it. God, how come you... How come you're not doing that? How come, God, you're not doing this? Do you ever want God to toast somebody? I mean, you either have to say yes or no right now because I already asked the question. And if you say no and you, the answer is really yes, ha-ha, he's got you. Because we, we, we think of these, now God is okay with me. Right? That's what we think because we're human. Somebody's thinking, this guy's nuts. I'm not coming back. But let's go on. Let me show you something here. He says, beloved, watch this, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. So he's saying, relax. I'm not connected to time. One day is like a thousand years. And then he goes on to say, and a thousand years is like one day. The Lord is not slow in his promise as some think of slowness. Now, we always read this verse and we always apply it to someone else, but it's not to be applied to someone else. It's to be applied to you. Why do I know that? Because it says, but is patient with you. Notice what he says. He's patient with you. Well, I'm already saved. Yeah, but he's patient with you. Yeah, but I'm already. Now you got greed pulling in. Now you got this pride coming in. Patient with you. He's patient with you and you and you and all the you's in here. And praise God for his patience with me. 
Notice what he goes on to say. Not wanting any to perish, but all come to repentance. Don't think of someone else. Think of yourself when you read this. I'll get to that in a minute. God has a different perspective. Our perspective is something to come. God's is, is now. You remember the one that the person that went to the Lord, talked to the Lord, and he said, Lord, if it's true that a thousand years for us is like one minute with you, and he said, oh, yes, it is, son. Well, then it must be that a million dollars to us is like a penny to you. Yes, it is, son. Well, Lord, if you don't mind, would you give me one of them there pennies? And the Lord said, yes, I will. Wait right here just a minute. (laughs) Often we want God's resources. This is what we want. We want God's resources, but we don't like the timing. We want his resources. I want his power to be able to overcome. I want his healing in my life, and I want it now. Thank you very much. The doctor says cancer. I want to call on God. I want it gone now. But in that waiting period, is God going to be glorified? Because if you're his child, if you're his child, eternity comes. Cancer cannot win over the child of God. It's impossible. Oh, from this life, yes. Time, yes. Eternity, no. Praise God. Amen? Amen. However, his timing is just as important as his resources. Timing. To wait for something is to recognize I'm not in control. I'm not calling the shots. The timing is not left up to me. Two things, and I I could expand on this if I was doing a Bible class, I would really, really talk about this. David hit it on in his class today. I find that interesting again, how the Spirit moves through. But watch this. Two things can happen in the time of your wait. Two things for sure. You know what they are? Testing and tempting, if not both. Testing and tempting. Testing comes from God. Testing comes from God to show you or help you grow closer in your relationship with Him. Temptation pulls you away from God. You have to be real careful in your waiting. In the waiting time, it gives you time. Remember that back to you. Patience with you. Why is that important? Because in the wait time, it gives you time to evaluate who you really are deep down inside when you say, I believe God. On Sunday morning, I'm at church. I believe God. But when all breaks loose, you realize, and God says, do you really believe? Do you really trust Are you that Geronimo into the arms of God or are you reluctant and pull back? It gives you time in that waiting to recognize and realize and evaluate to see if your relationship with God is true, if it's right. David said, if there's any offensive way within me, Lord, find it out, reveal it to me so that I can also work on that in my life. He just didn't cover it by saying, forgive me of all my sins, in Jesus' name, amen. He said, reveal it to me. Why? Because I want to be pure before you. I want to have this right heart before you always, God. So God gives us opportunity to correct our attitudes or our our sinful, whatever it is we're working through in our lives. Because if you don't recognize it, you're in trouble. 
in your wait time, if you don't recognize some things that you need to change in your life, you're in trouble. Why? Because you will move upon your own strength, your own power. And every time that I've moved with my own strength and my own power, thinking that it was God's will and not His will, I've always wound up in trouble. Anybody there? It happens to all of us. It's your choice. Now watch this. We're almost finished. Just another minute. You didn't even get that, did you? <laughs> I put that one in there yesterday. I thought it was sneaky. I love this part right here. I, it's, it's one of my favorites. Go ahead and put that one up. John chapter 10. He says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep listen to my voice. Have you heard the voice of God lately? He says, it's very clear, my sheep listen to my voice. Now someone said, well, you mean God just spoke? No, I, I haven't audibly had a sound from God. But God speaks. We need to listen, apparently. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Isn't that wonderful to know that God knows you? Think about that. God knows you. God knows exactly where you're at right now and exactly where you're headed. He knows what your thought is right now. He knows what your thought was yesterday. He knows what your thought will be tomorrow. He knows if you're hurting. He knows if you're angry. He knows if you're resentful. He knows if you're living in sin. He knows ex all things God knows. I know my sheep, he says. Now, for some, that's pretty scary, isn't it? I had a preacher one time. Um, he, he would quote a lot of verses, but they never really connected. I think he just wanted to quote a lot of verses. That's good that you know a lot of verses, but if they don't connect with anything, there, there was an old song we used to sing at the church, and it was an all, I think it was titled, An All-Seeing Eye Watching Over You. Any of you old-timers know that? An all-seeing eye watching over you. And he said these words, I'll never forget it, I was just a young man, and he said, I don't like the thought that God is watching over me like that. And I thought, what in the world are you doing up there? <laughs> God knows all things. He knows the secret compartments of your life. You cannot fool God. You can fool me and fool others, but you cannot fool God. Now, notice this. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, there is never a problem with him knowing you, but there seems to be always a problem with us listening to him. Amen? It's like a little boy at the department store. Little boy is lost. He can't find his mommy nowhere. He looks up and he sees all these women everywhere. But he can't find his mommy. So what does he do? He starts yelling out, Connie, 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 Connie. Finally his mom comes right to him. Yes, son. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. You okay? Yes, mom, I'm okay. Well, son, why didn't you, why'd you call me by my name instead of calling me mommy? And he said, see all these mommies around here? I didn't want mommy. I wanted you. We've got to be able to listen to the voice of God in our lives. 
But verse 28, I couldn't help but put this one down there because as I was reading this week, I thought, well, that first part's good, but this part is really good too. Watch this. I give them eternal life. Can I get an amen? Now, who gives eternal life? Buddha? No. Muhammad? No. Only through Christ Jesus can you have eternal life. Eternal, I give them. It's a gift. It's a free gift to you. It's a free gift. Know that. It's a free gift. He gave it. Now watch. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. That just doubles up on what he just said. How do I know that? And they will never perish? Eternal life, there is no, nothing that perishes. Donna bought some bananas the other day about four or five days ago. They were just as yellow as they could be. I noticed them on the counter this morning and they did not look quite yellow. <laughs> Banana nut bread coming on. Because they were perishing. We will never perish because we have eternal life that He has given us. Give me an amen. amen. All right, very good. This is a comforting verse. It's comforting to hang on to it while you're waiting. Because in the light of eternity, my wait for whatever length it is, is just a little while. You remember when you were 12 and you couldn't wait to be 13? Anybody? When you were 12 and you couldn't wait to be 13 and now you're 62 like me or older and you simply say, where did that weight go to? Well, let me tell you where that weight went to. It came and went. Because that's what weights do, is they come and they go. And one day, he's coming back. I don't know what it is that the Lord may have you wait on life right now that you're in the midst of. I don't know what he may let you wait on in the future, and I don't know if it'll ever come to pass. But I want to tell you something good. Wait simply means time, and I don't hold the stopwatch. But I can tell you something that is so impressive about our God. You want to hear it? There's two things you, do never, you never have to wait on. Two things you never have to wait on. Salvation and forgiveness. The very two things that you need, humans need the most, salvation and forgiveness, are the very two things that God said you don't have to wait for. Tell me my God is not good. You can wait for everything else. You can wait on that to be 13, to be 16, to get married, to have children, right on down the list. You can wait on all those things. Some of you waited a long time. But the two things you never have to wait for is salvation and forgiveness. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Confess your sins before the Lord. Experience the new birth in Christ Jesus. You do not have to wait for salvation another day, another minute. Forgiveness. When we talk about forgiveness, we're, I want to talk about just a second about just those that are Christians. Do you know why most Christians don't seek forgiveness? I meant forgiveness to the level that it's at. Do you know why most Christians don't seek forgiveness? Is because they like what they're doing that they know that is wrong before God. I want to tell you today and remind all of us again that He is coming back. And He is real patient with you 
and with me. And so today, before you leave, even this instant, you can have forgiveness if you choose to. So what we do right now, for those that are visiting, we have an invitation song. And during that invitation song, it allows you, if you choose to, to come forward and sit on these front pews. Our elders come, other people will come and pray with you and for you. Whatever your need is, whatever your desire is, whatever your want is, your hurt is, your pain is, or if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, or if you are looking at baptism and you want that today as well, we're here for you. That's what this time is. Don't wait another day for salvation or forgiveness because God has made it available to you at this moment. You come together as we stand and sing.